0: for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. We're promoting life groups and uh, our care groups and we're we're promoting these and you say, why? Well, Well, do you know that God's perfect plan that Jesus would not stay on the earth? You know, it'd be cool to have Jesus on the earth But, you know, I was in line to ride a ride with my kids at Disney, first time we went. And so we're, you know, we're doing this number. Y'all with me? And so we come around the corner and said, three hours to the ride. I said, nope, we're out of this line. Let's go ride something we can ride now. How long would the line be to see Jesus? Oh, you can see Jesus 2024, March the 1st. Don't miss it because you will not get another date. Well, I need to see him now. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's in you, and he's in the person beside you if they're a believer. So believer, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the same Spirit that led Jesus lives on the inside of you. So you can be a mentor, and you can be mentored. You hear me? And so life groups, that's what they're about. Uh, It's amazing to me. We started doing sermon-based life groups. And I've went to a, two or three of them, and people, it's my sermon. Well, it's the Holy Spirit sermon. And, you know, as a, as a, a minister, i like, oh, I should have said that. Oh, I should have said that. Oh, I But you go to the group, and they got it because the Holy Spirit's the teacher. And then you'll find people that you need to help in groups. And you'll find people that need help. And you'll find out you need help. We're all developing and growing. So, so as we look at these things today, and I know some of you already, because I talked about it last Sunday, uh, some of you are already going, uh, well, I don't need a life group. That's okay. Maybe one day you might. Or your brother needs one. Or the guy you're working with. One guy said, hey, I'm getting married. I said, you know at our church we do marriage on the rock? He goes, I know that marriage thing. I've been married three times like, dude, you need to come to the Marriage on the Rock. Hmm? We we all need a refresher or help with everything in life. And so uh, when when we look, you know, at at our life or where we're at in life, you need fellowship. The Bible's full of people. uh, Ladies, ladies, I'm, I'm testing you. It's a Bible quiz. Who was told that you... We're put here for such a time as this. Who? Esther, but who's the one that pushed her? We're talking about the Mordecai today. Maybe you're Mordecai. Maybe you're the coach. Esther, you've got to do this. This is God's timing for you. You've got to be there. You, you know, I can't coach everybody. You know how we do support groups? On Monday nights, we have a recovery group. And then we've got grief share, divorce care, and all why do we do those things? Because my wife got tired of me getting four o'clock phone calls from drunk people. I'm on the phone at 4 a.m. Tell you Pat, I and I'm like, help me, Holy Ghost. Because I can't do it all. I need help. I got this cold. You know why? Because I ran I ran myself ragged. And I'm I'm guilty. But you know we don't take time to rest. We got to rest at times, keep our body. But we push and push. My wife and I push hard. But my point is, she, she said, four, "You can't be answering the phone at four o'clock in the morning, people drunk." They, we need a group. We need somebody to help, and that's what groups are about. So maybe it's not for you, but maybe you know somebody. But maybe one day you go, you know, I need to do. We need to do marriage on the rock, woman, or a man, or what a husband. And so, these are things you, you need to look at. So, we have the different groups out today. And, uh, you know, I just want to make some statements that I wrote down here. What's missing in your life? Right relationships. A lot of people are missing right relationships. You will never do all God wants you to do without the right person around you. Somebody encouraging you. If you're hanging around with people... Who are divorced, or hate their wives, or their husband? Guess what? It gets on you. I worked with a guy who was sarcastic, and man, I became sarcastic. My wife said, "Quit hanging out with him." I said, "Well, I have to," but I can change my words. Mm-hmm. And so, so what? What we're talking about today? There's power in community. There's power and 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 doing life together. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. You hang out with certain people. You need to hang out with people that want to pull you up. Amen. Genesis, in Genesis, it started off. God said, man, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for woman to be alone. Well, he invented marriage. He invented family. But how many of you ladies know that sometimes your husband don't understand you? Oh, there, y'all miss that. And men, sometimes your wife, there's some things your wife don't understand. Come on, give me a, yeah. Y'all are like, oh, we have a perfect marriage pastor, don't, a lot of, you're in church. So, okay. Sometimes you need to talk to a man, some ladies, sometimes you need to talk to a woman. And, and let's just take this off of our vocabulary. When somebody's hurting, don't tell them, I know how you feel. Because, you know, when the woman's delivering a baby, I don't know how they feel. So everybody needs to take that off because, listen, this is what what the Lord was telling me this morning. I don't know how you feel, but I do know how peace feels, and I do know how love feels, and I do know how God is, and I know what God can do, and God wants to help you, and God wants to give you peace, and God wants to deliver you. Amen? We don't have to feel what they feel. I've never been addicted. Well, I, I got addicted to pain pills in like 1982, before it was cool. I used them to go to sleep because I broke my leg, and I, I was on them for four months, and I was hooked. They didn't even know you could get hooked on them then. But that, that's not my point. I don't have to go there and be saved that I've been hooked. I know Jesus. I know Jesus. Okay? I don't want to preach my sermon. here. Here we go. I know Jesus. And so, you know, back to if you need to change, you need to change. The definition of insanity is wanting, to do, wanting something different but keep doing the same thing. Boy, that hurts. Boy, that hurts. I oh, wish I could quit there, huh? It's a stupid example, isn't it? But how many people do that? So, how I many you know God's heart is people? You know, I always say, trying to make you understand it, God hates car wrecks. Because it hurts people. How simple is that? God loves you, God loves people. You are people. We always put it off on, well, people are out there, but you're people. Amen, amen. You know, last Sunday we talked about intentionally gathering. How about intentionally doing something to change your life? On purpose. You know, some people think I'm crazy, but you know, you can on purpose practice. How I many of you know when you played little league, y'all practiced with a in, a purpose? How I many of you know that you can worship and you can practice worship with a purpose? Y'all just sitting there. You need to be worshiping at home. You need to be worshiping driving down the road. You need to cut, cut, uh, cut uh <laughs> your cheating heart off and uh That'll feed you to go. You need to be in a, a marriage on the rock then, don't you? If you're feeding on your cheating heart. What's that other one? Uh, but there was another one. Uh, oh, your cold, cold heart. Y'all remember that one? I'm going back. That, they need to be in recovery. They have, a, they have a bad heart. They were hurt in their past. I mean, you know, when you look at recovery in life, has anybody ever met anybody that was mad or grumpy or an alcoholic, or it was just flat-out mean. How do you know what that is? That's fruit. And you know what? We go after the fruit, and we go like, you don't need to be mean. You don't need to be drinking. But that's fruit. That's not the root. On the God side, love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, the fruit of the Spirit are, is in your life because you've got the root of God in you. Your basics and foundations, God. And people who do not have God, who live out live out of hurts, they become alcoholics or drug addicts. They become mean. Uh, just you know, they become evil. Nothing's ever good, nothing ever happens. That's oh, my birthday, but ain't nobody gonna give me nothing. Negative, negative, negative. And I'm talking about Christians now christian ought not be that way so let's look matthew 18 20 and it says for where two or three are gathered together as my followers i am there among them that's the nlt says as my followers that's with a purpose followers come together with a purpose to meet about god amen father we thank you for your word today we thank you that you quicken us that you make us alive holy spirit Teach us and guide us and lead us into all truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, so there's power in corporate gathering. We've talked about it last Sunday. Then ne- neglect not the gathering together. You see, the day approaches. How I many you know the day's approaching that Jesus is coming back? Somebody sent me something this morning that they're going to set up a quick altar on the, on the mount, and they're going to sacrifice the lamb the Passover lamb, and then they're going to take it all down real quick to keep having a war. But they're getting permission to sacrifice another lamb. Do you know that's about the last things left is the temple being built on the Temple Mount? Be the third time Jesus is coming, y'all. So as as, as as it approaches, as it gets closer, we need to fellowship. We need to be encouraging one another. Because the Bible says, even the very elect of God will fall away in the last days if Jesus doesn't come back soon. It's how hard it's going to be, it's how ugly it is. So, we got to have a foundation under our feet, and we need one another's help. And that's what this is about. You'll never do all God wants you to do without the right people around you. Let me say that again you'll never do all that you need to do without the right people around you. Here's a saying. That I always like. I always told the youth, always you need to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. You need telling your kids when you walk out the door, and one day at sixteen they're going to get in that car. You need to be in the right place at the right time with the right people, because that's where good things happen. That's why we have church. There's greatness in us all, but we have uh, to have the right godly people to bring that purpose about. I talked about Mordecai encouraging Esther. And there are others that we'll look at, but how about if if if, if how about the opposite's true? If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Oh boy, I've been there. I've made that mistake. Get in, man. Get in. No, on the inside was going no. They peer pressured me. Oh Lord, you know when you're driving down the road and you hit that ditch and the car. Headlights just go straight up. And you're looking down at the ground through the windshield. I shouldn't be here. I should not be here. The decision was made, and I'm on the wrong trail. Just saying. But we as adults got to, got to keep ourselves. So 1 Corinthians 15:53 it's not in your notes, but write it down. God quoted the wrong one. Oh, my bad! I got the wrong scripture. It says this one's one I'm looking for was "Do be not deceived." Uh, evil communication corrupts good manners. But here's the one I really like. It's a different. Tra- Don't fool yourself. Bad, com- bad friends will destroy you. So, how many of you know you hang around good people? It rubs off on you. How, how did you know how I learned how to pray? Praying with people who knew how to pray. How do I know how to do certain things in the Spirit? How do I know what God wants to do next? It's because I hung out with people who knew to follow the Spirit of God. And so, but if you, you, you want to hang around the right people, you want to learn. That's what our equip class is about. But uh, you also want to be, stay away from people negative. Sometimes you have to go to the family reunion where they're negative. Just saying. Sometimes you have to go to work where they're negative. But the Bible says you have a shield of faith. You need to put it on. Not, you, know, you don't have to physically put it on, but you have to walk in the Spirit. That's putting on your shield of faith. With all the negative, well, I, I don't know if it's going to work. Listen, there's a difference having a dream and somebody helping you and, and somebody helping you plan, and then you don't want to take the next step. And you want to blame it on them. I'm pushing you, or people push you to take the next step to make you better. If they're not, then you need to find somebody else. Think of five people in your life, five people. Just think about it just for a minute. Joe, Fred, Willie, Barney, think about them. What do they have to make you better? What do they have that's making you worse? Those five people, where are you headed? Sad, but it's true. You've got to have somebody pushing you to the next level, and you've got to grab a hold of somebody and take them with you. If you're not taking anybody with you, you're not discipling anybody. But if you're not following somebody that's that's discipling you, you're in trouble. Especially if you have an issue or that you know you have an issue with. If you're not letting somebody speak into your life, you're going to walk in that issue. You'll keep it. Okay, so, so let's, let's push forward here just for a little bit and remember that we're two or three are gathered as my followers. I'm there with them. So number one, the right people help us. We're going to read the story, of 1 Samuel 14, about Jonathan, who was a prince. His daddy was the king, Saul. You know, Saul was king before David, and, and Jonathan had uh, his armor bearer with him. This guy that was his, his right hand man, okay? And so let's read this story right quick, and we'll put it on the screen and we'll just break it down, all right? Y'all ready? You ready? All right, here we go. One day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, Come, let us go over to the Philistine outposts on the other side. Now, listen, they'd been beaten up by the Philistines. How many of you know the Philistines represent the world? The world's after you, the devil's after you. And so they've been beaten up, and so they're all hiding, and Jonathan's tired of hiding. How I many you know? God will move you out of the midst that you're in to take you to the next level. But he did not tell his father. How I many you know? Sometimes it's family members that you got to walk away from to get the next level of God. Now, you can't, you can't divorce your wife. That's, that, that's not biblical. And you can't divorce your husband to go to the next level. You got to take them with you, and you got to figure that out. And you better be, get on your knees praying. So, so, so here's the story. Now, he didn't tell his daddy. His daddy was a poor leader. And if you read the whole story, they're in the middle of a war, and he said, today we're not eating. How stupid is that? You need all your energy to fight, and he said, nobody eats, so I'm going to kill you. Well, Jonathan didn't hear that, because Jonathan has got plans of his own. So verse 2, we'll just read verse 2. Saul was staying on the outskirts of Gibeah, I can't pronounce some of these words, under a pomegranate tree in Migran, and uh, with him were 600 men. Among them was, yeah, that's your brother, Ahijah. Uh, who was wearing an ephod. He was the son of Ichabod. Ichabod, you don't name your kids Ichabod. I know it's a good biblical name, but that means God's not here anymore. All right, so don't don't do that. And so his brother, these were the sons of Eli, uh, the Lord's priest in Shiloh. No one was aware that Jonathan had left. Now, Jonathan slipped off, just him. Okay, let's keep reading. On each side of the pass that Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost was a cliff. One was called Bozaz and the other was Cena. On uh, one cliff stood to the north toward micmash Anybody from micmash Okay. And the other, the south towards Giva. That way's north, y'all, and that way south, just in case you're wondering where we're sitting. So the north side. So Johnson said to the young armor bearer, let's go over to the outpost of these uncircumcised men. When you see uncircumcised in the Old Testament, it means they didn't know God. When you see it in the New Testament, it means they were religious. They weren't religious. The circumcised, they were, they were religious in the New Testament because you'll find out that uncircumcised and circumcised doesn't matter with God. He's about you and him having a relationship. And, but he's talking about they did not have a relationship. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether um, by many or by few. Now, verse 7, this is what his right-hand man said. Do all you have in mind. His armor bearer said, go ahead, I'm with you, heart and soul. And so the name of the sermon is heart and soul. Who's with you, heart and soul? Who's got your back? You know what? We got your back as a church. But you're going to have to do some moving on your own. You're going to have to take up the Philistines that are in your life. I mean, you know, we all have Philistines in our life. Okay. So A. Look on your sheet. A. Navigate obstacles and temptation. We all have obstacles. We all have temptations. So on verse 4, it said, On the side of the path, Jonathan intended to cross to reach the Philistine outposts, one was called Bozaz, which slippery or temptation and the other was Sina, which is thorny, or obstacles, or, or uh, challenges. How many of y'all have challenges in your life? Raising kids can be challenges. Jobs can be challenges. Family can be challenges. The, roofing, the roof leaking is a challenge, especially when the ceiling falls in. We got issues, and so we all have challenges. We all have temptations, and uh that's what this represents, but he took somebody with him to help him. Remember, we read last Sunday, two better than one. If one slips and falls, the other can grab him and pull him out. But woe be the ones by himself, he's going to be stuck there. Now, see, I'm from Louisiana. We got few rocks, but we have a lot of bogs. I have lost boots in a bog. I've lost tennis shoes in a mud. I've waded in clay up to my knees. You Take you five minutes, take a step. So, so uh, you need help, and you say, well, Pastor, what about Christians? Well, Mark 4 says that the Word cannot penetrate stony ground. Thorns and thistles choke out the Word. What's that talking about? Cares and fears and worries and obstacles and problems in your life will choke the Word of God. The, the, the Bible says several places that Jesus healed everybody that came to him. But when he we went to home, he couldn't do anything, because they didn't believe him. They had obstacles in their spirit, in their mind. Come on, let's get rid of obstacles. Let's get some help. Let somebody speak into your life. I got people that i I ask questions all the time. Am I doing this right? Should I do this? Am I saying this right? And I talk about what God's doing. And I said, I want to go my next. I want to go the next level. I want direction. I want wisdom. Don't we all? But, but, but wait a minute. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit will lead you, but it's good to talk to people that's been there. Nod your head. It's good to talk to people that's been there with you and before you. So so B overcoming uh let me read that again, the right people help us overcome wavering faith. Anybody ever have wavering faith other than me? Yes, you can. You can get up one day, be so high and on fire for God, and the next day you can be down to the ground. But you've got to control your emotions, and you've got to get up and, and main, try to maintain, I'm serving God no matter how I feel. No matter what's happening, I'm I'm going to live for God. So the armor bearer said, or he tell, told his armor bearer, come, let's go over to the other side. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf, and nothing can hinder the Lord from saving us. So godly people can give you confirmation. What's your next step? If you have never asked God for, if you need a, you have a big question in your life, ask God for confirmation. You pray and believe, I think this is my next step. Because see, that's what he said. I believe the Lord will help us. But he needs some confirmation. If you need confirmation, ask God for it. How about boldness? How about hanging around right people make you bold? And how about hanging around right people make your faith great? How many of y'all know Buddy that comes here? Buddy's not here today. Y'all know Buddy? Way back You know, Buddy became an alcoholic like 13, 14. But God's delivered from alcoholism. And he's missing a time or two. But you know what? He's pretty stable right now. He said he's moving. But he calls me two weeks ago. And he said, Pastor Brett, I really feel like I need to go and, uh, and, and pray for this guy I work with. They, they, his wife, the baby died in delivery. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, buddy, go get him. And most people go, I'm not going up there. And buddy went up there, and he tried to encourage him. I said, buddy, just go do it, man. Go love on him. Go, go pray and tell him it wasn't God. And he did. And so last week he calls me. He said, Pastor Brad, I I feel like I got to go pray. I got to go pray with this man in the hospital. And and I said, well, buddy, you got to be a Bible scholar before you can do that. And, buddy, you can't do that unless you, no, I didn't. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to love people. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to show the love of God. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to pray and ask God to help somebody. And he goes, well, I don't know what to say. I said, God's going with you and he'll help you. And I said, God's going to show up and prove himself that he's with you and help you. And so Buddy went, and when he prayed for the man, the man said, I can feel God. Wow. He said, I feel the fire of God. Now, Buddy, Buddy's not a walking Bible encyclopedia, but you don't have to be. He's been hanging around you. He's been hanging around all you, and it's changing his life. And he's got, he's got some boldness. And his wife's like, oh, my Lord, I'd never go to either one of them. But, but he went. He's stepping out. So what's God calling you to do? He may not call you to go, but he calls you to pray. He may call you to pray over our children, pray over our city, pray over our church. He may have you call somebody. Just want to tell you God loves you today. Hey, I got to go back to work. Bye. That's all you got to say. But God may give you something deeper. What we need is hang out with people that's going to push us to, to, to go. I pushed him. Go get them, buddy. Go, man, go. So number two, the right people are with you, heart and soul. We need the right people with us, heart and soul. Do all you have in mind, he told his armor bearer. Go ahead. I'm with you, heart and soul. You know what? I got people to have my back, whether they... Uh, whether I miss it, whether I mess up, they love me, and they encourage me. And you know, we're talking about family can be uh, this and that and the other. But you know, parents, I know you have your kids back, heart and soul, and that's awesome. But guess what? It's a lot of times, your kids it's like the the Peanuts cartoon. Anybody remember the Peanuts cartoon? The kids are talking normal, but when the adult comes in the room. <laughs> you know, I told my kids some stuff and they didn't believe me, and a stranger would come up or they'd hear it preached to them and they go, Did you know that? And I'm like, I've been telling you that for 20 years. But they were heard, Why, 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 why? Because of my parents. So you need to encourage your kids to go to camp, go to youth trips, and put them around godly people. That The trip the kids took, the youth took in January, it, it ministered to them. Uh, it, it really was a pretty phenomenal trip. And so that's why I really like those kind of trips. But it's heart and soul. Uh, and, and who's with you heart and soul? I know you've, you've got to encourage people. To, you know, I say, hey, I need you to talk to him. I need you to talk to her. You know, you can, because I, I can't reach them. I'm having, a, I'm having an impasse there, but I think maybe you can talk to them. How about it's not all about you? How about it that you don't have to be the one to minister to people? You know, when I came here, that was the goal of the Spirit of God, that we all minister, that we all walk in the Spirit, that we all love one another, okay? And so we need to be encouraging one another because it's not about me. This church is going to go on whether I'm here or not. Not planning on leaving, but it should go on. And so we want to be here heart and soul and and to see, uh, have people around us heart and soul. Number three, how about this is easy. God's with you heart and soul. God's got you back. Go back to Buddy, the story. Buddy stepped out, went to the hospital. God was with him. I said, God's with you right now. He's with you there. And I said, you got to get to the place whether you never feel it again that you know when you pray God's with you. That's it. That's the place we live. Whether I feel like it or not, God's, God's with me, God loves me. You know what? God loves you, but he's not always pleased with you. Let me say that. So we want to get in a place where he's ple- where we're pleasing to God. All right? So, so how do you know God's with your heart and soul? John three sixteen. how simple is that? For God so loved the world. That's how you got saved. He loved you out of the world into the family. Jeremiah 29, 11. How about heart is your spirit, soul is your mind? What is Jeremiah? I know the thoughts I think. Thoughts, that's soul called. You know God's got a soul? I don't ever think about that. You know God has emotions, but he's not moved by them. He's moved by love. God is love. I know the thoughts... Uh, that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, and to give you a future and a hope. God's with you, heart and soul. God loves you. Well, what about all the bad things to, That That's not God. There's an enemy in the earth. And go back to Genesis 3, and who did God give the earth to? Man. Think about that. Man's messed it up, hasn't he? But we're, we represent Jesus, and he said, "Thou will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's We're the ambassadors to make a difference. Are you making a difference? Who's encouraging you to make a difference? <clears throat> so we, let me go back real quick to Acts 2, 42 through 44. We're just going to read 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, doctrine and fellowship, and breaking bread and prayer. They fellowship. They hung out. You know, the groups are wonderful, and we need groups. We push in the groups, but we also need this a corporate gathering. We need uh, a heavier anointing, a stronger anointing, where we can pray for one another. We need the fellowship of one another. Uh, uh, one of the great things about taking the youth to a place where a thousand kids are worshiping. They look around and see their parents maybe worshiping, and they're like, Well, that's the old Fuddy Duds. But when they go to and see. Kids worship, or people worshiping; it changes them. That's why corporate gatherings, why we need to be in a corporate gathering together. Last two, and we're going to close. And I want to do something. Um, this is not in your notes. Ruth and Naomi, they, they all but were widows. And Naomi said, I'm going home. And Ruth said, I'm going with you, your people and my people, heart and soul. I'm just giving you some examples. How about Moses? He's holding up the staff, and as long as he's holding his arms up, they're winning. But he gets tired. Everybody, I had a teacher, and she didn't whip us. This was back in the day where you could get a whipping. She put two books in your hand to make you stand up and hold them. You're like, get those books up. That was her punishment. Tough, ain't it? Well, who was, there was two guys that came along and held his arms up. huh? Joshua and Her, Aaron, you know, his brother Aaron and Her came and held his arms up so they could win the battle. Who's holding your arms up? We are a church family. We need to hold each other up. There ought to be somebody you ought to be able to share something with that, that can hold you up and encourage you. And, and it's not me. I I, I want to do it. I I run myself ragged, but I can't always be there. Sometimes I gotta go out of town. Sometimes I'm going on a trip. But we have people. We have prayer teams. We have life groups. See, and that's where we read Acts twenty-two. They they did life together. They encouraged one another. They followed doctrine. And so we need to follow doctrine, encourage one another. So so um let's just pray just for a minute. Will you bow your heads just for a second? If there's some changes you need to make in your life, let's make them. You know what? There's some people maybe you need to walk away from and walk towards. Maybe there's some people that you need to start doing life with. Walking away from some. Oh, you can still be friends with them, but you don't want to have that relationship. Their mess spilling over on you. Just look at your heart. And judge those things. Maybe you need to put God number one. Maybe if Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, maybe he needs to be. <clears throat> God sent Jesus to die for you. He is love. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church,